Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Tune in to our daily podcast at Sealing God's People. They're talking and focusing on the present truth of the Word of God. We talk about Moses' tabernacle. We talk about Solomon's temple, etc. There's a veil. And that veil, that is to say in Hebrews 10, is Jesus' flesh. There, Jesus is going to take the oneness of the law, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition. And this podcast today, and those of you that tune into the video over the various social media sites, we'll be talking about what happened with Jesus and his resurrection and glorification and what it means to us in the body of Christ. In Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11, we find some very important important truths to understand how God is one. Not a trinity, not a binary, not a twoness, and not the oneness doctrine, but is one, and he is that spirit, not a man that became spirit, but a spirit there that always has been and always will be God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, who then gives us this mystery Paul gives us understanding it in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, that's morpha. That is a permanent state of being in the form of God. He's always been God, always will be God, and God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Who being in the form of God, Jesus Christ was in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal not made equal be equal with god nobody's equal with god except god himself but made himself of no reputation not some reputation that's a kenosis that is totally made void to put a self-imposed limitation upon himself to work only as a man made in under the law and we find in Romans 5, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin, therefore by one man shall my servant make many righteous. The Lord God, to become that servant, made himself of no reputation and took upon him, that spirit, the form that is Morpha again, an eternal state of being, the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of, of men. Now we know in Isaiah 43.10, the prophet said the same thing in Isaiah, that you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand I am he. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is that servant whom I have chosen. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, Isaiah 43, 15, the Holy One of Israel. That's the true revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, being found in fashion as a man, that's schema in the Greek, as a man, God himself, he humbled himself and became obedient even to the death, the death of the cross. Now, wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name. That name is Jesus, G, Jehovah, 
thus is salvation. That our God, the Spirit, has become our Redeemer. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's not just Master. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. To the glory of God the Father. He did not go to the glory of the Son. He went to the glory of the Father. Very, very important. There's the veil. We find in Hebrews 10 that Jesus' flesh is that veil, and that veil is what separates the sanctuary from, or the holy place from the most holy place. And we find that Jesus is going to take the ordinances of that law and nail it to his cross, thereby breaking down that middle wall of separation, that partition. We see in John 3, 7, 37, in the last day, the great day of the feast in tabernacles, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Speaking of what? But this spake he of the Spirit, that is the Holy Ghost, which they that believe should receive. For the Holy Ghost, of which is the Spirit of God, the ghost being a spirit of a person, was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. He's still in a humiliated, their form of a servant made of no reputation. So what happens now? Jesus is going to work salvation in and of himself alone. We see here in Luke 24, 26, Ought not Christ, which is the Spirit of God, that took on a body of flesh as a man, not a God junior. We see in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that Spirit. When it signified beforehand and testified beforehand of the sufferings of Christ. So Christ the Spirit will become Christ the man. Not a different spirit or a different person. It's the same spirit. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory, Christ's glory. Therefore, it was in Acts 2.36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, Christ in his humiliation. He's made him what? both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Now Christ is in us, the true body of Christ, the hope of glory. That's Acts 36. Therefore, look at John 13, verse 31, 32. Therefore, when he was going out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him, where? In himself. God, Jesus Christ, that has been made of no reputation, the Spirit of God, taken on the form of a servant, after he is death, burial, and resurrection, taking the ordinances of his cross, nailing it 
the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, he will break down that middle wall of partition and glorified with the Father's own self, as in John 17, 5. Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory I had with you before the world was. Jesus has always been that spirit. So if God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Jesus take, Jesus speaking those words. Now let's take a look at John 14. Now there in John 14, you know, uh, very simply said, you believe in God, believe also in me. And my father's asked him any mention. We're not so over to told, told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He's always been God, but he's doing this to prepare a place for us. That where I am, there you may be also, whether I go, you know, in the way you know. We know, Thomas said, Lord, we know that where thou goest, how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Then he said, from, from henceforth you both know him, that's the Father, and have seen him. Now Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. Take a look here. Show us the Father. Reveal that to us. And it suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Notice Jesus said, Have I, the man, been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Because the man Christ Jesus has the Spirit of God without measure, being one in the self-same Spirit, John 10, 30. I and my Father are one. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Believest thou not that I'm in the Father, my Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth houses permanently in me. He doeth the works. He's the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking, captive going free. And blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very Work's sake, all the redemption miracles that he did showing Jesus in the days of his flesh that he is that spirit, the resurrection, and the life. Goes on and says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, these works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go not beside, I go to my Father. We'll talk about that. And he goes and on and says here, uh, I will pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter, the Holy Ghost, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth, houses with you, dwelleth with you, and shall be in you, future tense. Now, most stop right there and say, well, Jesus is saying, I'm praying the Father for another comforter, so it can't be him. Notice Jesus' next statement. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That is in his glorification. He will come to us, the body of Christ, as that spirit, as the Holy Ghost. And he says, yet a little while, and the world saith me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. And at that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you, just as he prayed in John 17. Now, as we take a look there in the veil of that temple, 
it was rent. Notice there, from top to bottom, not bottom to top, top to bottom, God himself rent that veil. And in Hebrews 10, it says that veil is the flesh, Jesus in the days of his flesh. Now we see the veil, and we see in Matthew 27, 51, that after Jesus had fulfilled the law, Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. We know that. Give an account there. Ephesians 2, 13 through 16 tells us, For he is our peace, Jesus, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition, that is, that veil that separated God from man, and hath abolished in his flesh, that is, that veil being his flesh, the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God and one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. There we see in the word of God, John 20. <clears throat> now, we find in the resurrection of Jesus. A point we want to make here is the resurrection is not glorification. It is a process that Jesus is going through and resurrection then following that will be glorification. Now we see in John 20, and this is a, a Mary came to the sepulcher weeping. Uh, Jesus there had been uh, dead and in the tomb three days. She stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeing two angels in white setting, the one at, one at the head, the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not whether they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou had borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. Oh, she knew that. She knew at that time. She turned herself and saith him, Rabboni, that is to say, Master. She knew that was the Lord. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father's. He has to be glorified with the Father's own self, back to the spirit he was before he made himself of no reputation. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Now the ascension is going to happen. We know Jesus is seen alive after his passion for 40 days. And then he tells them to wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. And they will be in the upper room 10 days past first fruits because Pentecost will be seven weeks and on the morrow or 50 days from first fruits. And then uh, the spirit of Jesus, the father of glory, the spirit of the son will come, the Holy Ghost, and they will be filled in the, with the Holy Ghost in the church. Mary Magdalene came to the disciples that she had seen the Lord. He had spoken these things unto her. Now, what happened? <clears throat> well, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus the man 
whom you have crucified. No way to miss that. God has made him both Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ the Holy Ghost, the Christ that's in us now in the true believers. We find it in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. God breathed him to uh, Adam after he's formed him by the dust of the ground and his nostrils, the breath of life. He became a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Now, some will say, well, that is you, it's an earthly body. Now, it's a spiritual heavenly body. And Jesus just has a spiritual heavenly body. But it is definitely spirit, not a spiritual man, but a spirit, quickening spirit. We see that throughout the Word of God. In Galatians 4, 6, we can't miss it. Because you are sons, God has sent forth what? The Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, what? Father, for the Spirit of the Son and the Spirit of the Father are one and the same. The promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me, the Spirit of the Son, which is but one Spirit, not a God Junior, not a oneness doctrine, not a binary, not a trinity. First Timothy 6, 15 and 16, he talks about Jesus Christ, which in his times, in his times, he shall shew who is the blessed and only potentate. That's the omnipotent. That's the King of kings and Lord of lords, the almighty God, who only hath their mortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. He is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God in his glorification. Jesus stated there in Revelation 1.8, in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, which much shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John, and stated there, Jesus speaking, I am Alpha and Omega. That is uh, the Greek equivalent of uh, the Hebrew, Aleph through the Tav, or the equivalent of the English, A through Z. Everything that God is from A to Z, Alpha to the Omega, the Alpha, uh, the Aleph through the Tav, the beginning and the ending, saith the who? Jesus, the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. He is the Almighty God. And there's not another. We see in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20, all things are of God has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, which is that God was in Christ. Yes, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself in the days of his flesh, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be you reconciled to God. As we take a look at that, it also, in Romans, because we did not like to give Jesus, God Almighty, that he is that invisible, uncorruptible spirit of God. We want to change him. And in Romans 1.21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but came vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. 
professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God, which is spirit, into an image like Mike unto corruptible men, the birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. Jesus has always been that uncorruptible God. He is that spirit, always has been. He is not a man that was filled with the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the uncorruptible God. He is that spirit that made himself of no reputation to take on a body of flesh and blood. There ain't no God formed before him, neither shall be after him, as the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 43.10. Wherefore, God hath also given them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. In other words, not giving Jesus the honor of the uncorruptible God to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Why? Because Jesus is the creator. He is that spirit, not God Jr. And that's where the fallacy is. Because we see in Colossians 1, 16 to 17, all things were made by Jesus Christ. Whether they be thrones, principalities, powers, dominions, all were made by him, whether it be things seen and invisible things seen and not seen, uh, there he created all things, visible and invisible, seen and unseen. Jesus is that creator who is blessed forever. Amen. There we have to turn back to the true and living God, not some God junior. We find that when Paul was on the Damascus Road, he's given us account of it again. Here in Acts, the 22nd chapter, verse 6 through 8, this is Paul speaking there. Saul of Tarsus turned Paul. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh to Damascus about noon, that's the Damascus Road experience, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light. Notice there's not a man standing there. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Paul said, I fell to the ground and heard a voice speaking to me, said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Not us, not a second person that God hid, me. Why are you persecuting me? And I answered and said, who art thou, Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, who are you? He said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. It's what he saw, he, that quickening spirit, that, that light of God. And there we see in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Paul again speaking. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made of what? He is that quickening spirit of the Holy Ghost that makes alive. If the spirit dwell in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, it shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Jesus is the Lord, and he is that Spirit, no God Jr. there, friend. There's no second person of the Godhead. Revelation 1.8, we find the same thing. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Saith the Lord, which is, was, and which is to come, he is the Almighty God. And here again, Galatians 4.6, because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit, what? Of his Son into our hearts. Why? Because the Spirit of the Son is the same Spirit of the Father. We can't miss that. We have to give him the glory. John 16, when Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, not able to bear them now. And he goes into uh, John 16. He, he says uh, there that in those days, uh, he said, I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. Uh, 
They shall take you out, cast you out of the synagogue, say the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he did God a service. These things they will do in you because they have not known the Father nor me. They do not understand that Jesus is the Father revealed and the Son of God, and there's only one spirit there. Now, he comes on down and says, John 6, 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. Why? Well, as long as Jesus is here, even after his resurrection, then we have not, and he has not been glorified with the Father's own self in entering back into his glory, glorified with the Father's own self, that glory that he had with him before the foundation of the world, John 17, 5. And he says that for as long as he's here and in this earthly realm, even though he's been resurrected until he ascends the ascension into heaven, glorified by the Father's own self, and then and only then will the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Son, let one Spirit come to us, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And he said, nevertheless, I tell you, it's expedient for you, I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you, because Jesus is that Spirit. But he has to be glorified. And when he has come, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father. There, down with the Father in his throne, not beside him, but that dexios, uh, that the right hand of God is exaltation, not a physical right hand. It is the exaltation and glorification of the man, Jesus, to that spirit. And of judgment, because the princess will judge. Watch this here. He says, yet I have many things, that's the things of faith, to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, which Jesus said, uh, after he's glorified, I will not leave you comforts. I will come to you. He is that spirit. And when he has come, Jesus is speaking, speaking here, still in the days of his flesh. He hasn't been glorified yet. So he's one of us. He said, when that spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into some truth, all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, what is he hearing? From the Father, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He will speak of the Son of God, which is the redemption office of the Spirit, being that same Spirit. And he shall glorify me, Jesus said. What? The Son of God office, which is the redemption office of the Spirit. The Father is the administrative office of the Spirit. The Word is the expression office of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of the Spirit. But there's but one Spirit. For he shall receive a mind and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are of what? Are mine, Jesus said. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, which is the Father's, and shall show it unto you. Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. The words that I speak, I speak not of myself. It's the Father dwelling in me. He said, a little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me. Why? Because I go to the Father. And that's very important. In Matthew 16, verse 28, Jesus said, some of you, shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, 
We know that uh, Judas Iscariot hung himself. His bowels gushed out. He was obviously uh, not there. He did uh, die. But there was many there standing with Jesus there while he was standing there in shoe leather. They said, and that some of you shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. That happened in Acts, the second chapter, of the, that spirit of Jesus come. I will not leave you comfort, comfortless. I will come to you. He did on the day of Pentecost. Let's take a look at it here. As somebody said, well, Jesus is the mediator of the covenant. He goes to the Father on our behalf now. Let's take a good look at that. He said, and you now therefore have sorrow, because they're saying that Jesus is headed to the cross. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Watch this. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say to you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Somebody said, well, yeah, that's what we do. We say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. Oh, all these things you spoke in Proverbs? What's hidden? Oh, here we go. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. Now, there's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. That mystery is given to us now in the body of Christ. And he said, let no man deceive you by any means through the rudiments of men and philosophy and not after Christ. For all the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in Christ Jesus bodily, one body, all the fullness that God is. He said, I'll show you plainly of the Father. I won't speak in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plainly. At that day, you shall ask the Father my name. No, you shall ask in my name. You say, Jesus not Father in the name of Jesus because he's been glorified by the Father's own self. When you say Father in the name of Jesus, you're putting him back before the cross. Now you can say Father in the name of Jesus. He says the Holy Ghost that come to you in the name of Jesus. But Jesus is that Holy Ghost. He is the Father. And when you say the name Jesus, at the name of Jesus, everything moves. At the name of Jesus, uh, the commandments of God, all the angelic hosts, as well as the body of Christ that keep the commandments of God are subject to that name. And he said, at that day, you will ask in my name. You simply say, Jesus, I call upon your name. And whatever you ask in my name, I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Why did he just quit praying the Father for us? No. Because he is the Father now. He's not going to the Father to pray for us. He is the Father of glory. We say, Jesus, understanding he's glorified with the Father. There's only one Spirit, and we give him the glory there that the Father, that he has been glorified with the Father's own self. So you ask in my name, I say not in you that I'll pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loved you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. What was that? That was the word of God, which is the same spirit that was made flesh and went back glorified by the Father's own self. And he tells us exactly that. I came forth from the Father, and I'm coming to the world. I leave the world and go what? Beside the Father? No, I go to him. Take a look at Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh, I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's a place I'm prepared for you. 
But where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, forever settled state of glory, sat down with my Father in, not around, not beside it, in his throne. He is that spirit. Watch what it said. The disciples said to him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly and speaketh no proverb. You understand you've shown us plainly the Father. That's you. His disciples said unto him, Now are we sure that thou, what? You, Jesus, you know all things. You know all things? Yes, you know all things. Well, wait a minute. When Jesus in the days of his flesh, they said, When's the time you're coming? Jesus said, uh, No man knows the time of the hour or the day of the coming of the coming of the Son of Man. Only my Father which is in heaven, not even the angels. Then, but now, whenever he's glorified, he said, and the disciples knew what he was saying, that he's glorified for the Father's own self. He's no more praying to the Father. You just ask in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the disciples said, now we know you, Jesus, know all things. And needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. You're the word. You're that spirit that came into the world and was made manifest. Emmanuel, God with us. Not the son of God with us. God with us. Well, neighbor, there you have it. There, join in with our downloader app, Sailing God's People, for our daily podcast focusing on these great present truths of one God, that God is preparing his body in this great revelation of Jesus that there's only one spirit. It's not a oneness doctrine. It's not a binary doctrine. It's not a trinity doctrine. There is a true doctrine of Christ that he is restoring to the church, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And right now, that is the last book in our Bible, the Word of God, the 66th book, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. What is it? Basically that he is God and there's not another. In Deuteronomy 32, this says, This not sealed up among my treasures, saith God. For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil when he sees their powers gone. Not Holy Ghost power, their power, mortifying the deeds of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affection of the lesson. There's none shut up or left. What? See now that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer. He said, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Uh, shall there be evil in the city? I, the Lord God, have not done it. Giving him the glory, Jesus Christ, uh, the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God. In the days of his flesh, that Spirit became a man. After he kept that law in every aspect of the law. And did not sin in spirit, soul, or body. Then he took the ordinances of that law, nailed it to his cross, and thereby, being totally that flesh rent, as he died on the cross, the veil rent from top to bottom, and now that man has been made a quickening spirit of God. The Lord is that spirit. There's not two there's not three, and it's not a oneness doctrine where the man is separate from the Spirit of God. The man has been made a quickening spirit. Will they see him when he comes in so like manner? Yes, because it, that body of Jesus, when he walked into the room, there and all the disciples after his resurrection, and he walked 
through the doors, the doors being shut, that is bolted, and Jesus stood in the midst. And he said, flesh and bone hath not a spirit as you see me have. He had not yet ascended yet to heaven to be glorified. He hadn't ascended because he told Mary, I ascend to my God, your God, my Father, and your Father, because I have not yet ascended to heaven yet, for he had not yet been glorified. But yet they thrust their hand, Didymus, Thomas, the twin, into Jesus' side. And he said, my Lord and my God. When Paul saw him on the Damascus road, he knew he was the Lord. Who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. The Lord is that spirit, neighbor. When we get that, this last day truth of the Lord God Almighty, it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending is, was and is to come. He is that God. He is that spirit. Well, we want you to uh, become one with us. We want, if you will, give us your prayer for support and your financial donations that help us keep this podcast as well as our uh, streaming services over the different uh, media sites. We can't do it without you. Uh, we're not a denomination. We have a fellowship of one God believers, uh, Jesus only believers and the doctrine of Christ and the Jesus Christ International Church. Some of you have this, have stated and ministers throughout uh, Africa and India. We have over a thousand of you there uh, that have joined us uh, there. And we want to welcome you. Uh, they've become one with us in the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that God has fitly framed us together and compact us uh, with whichever joint supplies that find himself in love. We must come together. There, we would love to hear from you. You can email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Again, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Go to our website, dennisbeard.org. That's also sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org, or jcic.tv. And we will pray for everyone in the body of Christ that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Lord bless you in this one God, Jesus only doctrine of Christ, where we stand by faith the victory that overcometh the world. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.